Welcome to the Celtics Rewind. I'm JP. And I am Matthew GM. What's up, y'all? What up, Celtic fans? This is episode five of the Celtics Rewind, talking all things Boston Celtics. I'm JP, the franchise. She's Nat the GM. What up, Nat? How you doing? I'm doing good. JP, how you doing? I'm doing good. Going 4-0 this week, so I'm very happy about that. And uh, got my parlays going on right there with Tatum and Brown. So I'm feeling good. Nice. I am feeling good. <laughs> feeling good. So, yeah, so the Boston Celtics went 4-0 this week. Um, they went against the Knicks first. And, you know, back uh, the last game, the Boston Celtics won, you know, by a close margin. But this time they kind of blew the Knicks out 114 to 98 with Tatum leading the charge with 35 points and was huge in the fourth quarter. Uh, Jalen Brown with 22 points, Porzingis with 21 points. Holiday, congratulations to Drew Holiday scoring 15, over 15,000 points. Um, got 14 points and seven rebounds. Um, Sam Housel, we've been really big on. He's been really awesome coming off the bench. So what are your takeaways um, from the Celtics versus the New York Knicks? Uh, that's too big, too strong when it comes to it. <laughs> um, Boston is just very different this year um, in how they're scoring, how they're even defending. Chris Stops gives them a different look and, you know, he causes, you know, some issues, you know, uh, you know, for opposing teams, you know, um, when it comes to, Derek White and uh, Drew Holiday, so the best defensive backcourt in the league. You know, they they get after it. And they can also score. You know, they're also unselfish. They're also three-point threat. So you add that uh, to then Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Kristaps Porzingis trio, it's just a recipe for disaster. It's just too much to try to guard. And that I'll be curious to see, you know, about 40 games in uh, teams get to watch Boston and how they're going. Like, what are they going to do? How are they going to scheme? You know, Boston, I'm very curious to see that uh, because right now, Boston, um, they're winning close games. They're, they're winning in blow, blowouts. They're, they're winning, you know, scrappy games. They're winning all, all types of games and they are creating great habits. So that New York game. Uh, was actually uh, nice to see, you know, because New York plays Boston very tough. So I think they're two and zero so far. Yes, they are two and zero. The points in the paint, you can just the Pozingas effect right there. Uh, Thirty six mm-hmm. points in the paint for Boston compared to only eighteen points for the mm-hmm. New York Knicks. No R.J. Barrett too as well because usually R.J. Barrett really have a good game against Boston. He had a really good game uh, against Boston in the very first meeting that we had this season. Um, you know, we we still have – we was better with the turnovers. We have 11 turnovers. We scored 15 points off the Knicks' 12 turnovers. Uh, the We outscored the New York Knicks in the third quarter, 32-23, to 23, and mm-hmm. also in the fourth quarter, 30-22. to 22. Mm-hmm. Um, That gives us, you know, an 8-2 and two overall. Before we get into the next game – 
which is the revenge game that you was uh, that you was talking about was against the 76ers to see how yep. better um the Celtics can play. But here's the thing. Christoph Porzingis and Jalen Brown were out for this game. Jalen Brown was out with uh, sickness and Porzingis was dealing with an injury. Uh, what's your big takeaways as the Celtics defeated the 76ers 117 to 107? What did you see different with the Celtics than you saw them in the first game against Philadelphia? Well, the first game against Philadelphia, Philly really wanted that game. Uh, you can tell how they really. They're coming off of two losses to Boston in the playoffs last season. So they were going to give you, you know, they were going to get Boston everything they could. They were going to give us everything they could. When it comes to this uh, particular game, Boston's more settled, you know, and it's the next man up. So we're missing two key guys, you know. Um, you know, you have a big three, two of them. And, but the thing is, you have a guy named Al Horford who comes in, who's very, very used to starting for this team. And he has, yes, a, yes. Role. you know, he has a reserved role, role this year. So mm-hmm. therefore when he comes off the bench, he's now not looked at to score 15 to 20 points. Now he can just defend and then kind of get in where he fits in offensively. And that's what you saw a team that they just used mm-hmm. to playing, you know, their style of basketball and, you know, Al Horford just fits right back mm-hmm. in. You know, then you got guys like Drew Holiday you can lean on. You got guys like Derek White you can lean on. Sam Hauser, <laughs> lighting it up right now. Um, if, you know, so he's just feeling it, you know. And I think Pritchard is starting to possibly find his way. We'll, we'll see. Uh, we got to get him about four or five more games before I can give him, you know, um, you know, a nod that says, okay, maybe he's figuring it out. But this is what you see. So, and we won. And I, I'm confident again. When we match up with Philly in the playoffs, I'm going to take Boston again. So, I agree with you 100%. It's going to be a really good matchup, especially in the playoffs with uh, the 76ers and Boston Celtics. Um, you know, Tatum played pretty good with 29 points, eight rebounds, six to six. Derek White stepped up with 27 points. Luke Cornett, I got to give him a huge shout out too as well. Went four for four, got six rebounds, got nine points in his minutes. Out rebounded the 76ers 45 to 41. We did a really good job of moving the ball, penetrating, kicking it out to the open man. Um, we still didn't win the points in the paint. Um, with, against Philadelphia, unfortunately, but we was able to uh, shoot them into the game. Um, even though we got outscored in the second quarter, but we kind of made up in the third quarter in terms of scoring the basketball. So I, I, Holiday was so aggressive from the jump to the end of the game offensively, which is great. Shout out to Al Horford, who was big off the bench, like you said, uh, with 14 points, hitting four three-point shots. Five blocks. I think all five blocks was on Joel Embiid. Like, he plays Joel Embiid really well and got eight rebounds, too, as well. So, great job for the Boston Celtics going to 9-2 overall. Um, like I said, they defeated the 76ers 117-107. And then we're going into the in-season tournament. We're going. We're 1-0 so far. We beat the Brooklyn Nets. And now we got the Toronto Raptors yet again. Last time we faced the Toronto Raptors, pretty much the challenge. We was up 27. And then the challenge of Joe Missoula and stuff. And the Raptors was kind of upset. So, 
this game was kind of a little bit different, I would say. Celtics was up by 16 points. And unfortunately, the Toronto Raptors responded back in the third quarter, was able to shoot the ball really well. The Raptors is a really good fourth quarter team, and they showed it against Boston Friday. And it was just, it was not a great third quarter for the Boston Celtics. Sam Hauser and Al Hofer was great off the bench. Daryl White hit the big shot. Um, What's your takeaways from, uh, even though we won the game 108 to 105, it was very close than it was last game. What's your takeaways um, from this game against the Raptors? Because they looked a little sluggish in terms of offense. Uh, when it comes to the Raptors game, that game, you could tell the Raptors, they, the Raptors will never play that hard again this season. They just want that game. If they, went, if they won that game, and they don't win another game this season. They are they feel accomplished. Uh, so they came out playing hard because they were offended by the call that was correct. You know the challenge. You're still coaching. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yes. No one told you to be be that bad yes. this year. No, no one said, "Hey, you should suck this year," and that way we can take pity on you and not do our job. You know so. It's just kind of ridiculous. You get mad at, at just anything, you know. It's that's very depressing. But when it comes to this game, Boston was prepared. <laughs> they were just prepared for <laughs> shenanigans, you know. They they missed a lot of calls. Actually, this game in particular, I really did like how it was how um it was refed because the calls were they swallowed the whistle. I loved that they did that because they were able to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And it wasn't a lot of stopping. It wasn't a lot of else being called. I really liked that, actually. That's probably my favorite uh, referee game so far this year with Boston because they swallowed the whistle, you know? So um, it was a good game, and we still won. <laughs> and then we got their best shot. <laughs> yeah, and what I love about it, like you said, you know, the referees – did a great job swallowing the whistle and being able to just let them play. And it got physical too as well, which I really love because I kind of miss like those back in the day when it was kind of physical and you was able to just go ahead and just go back and forth. I miss that sometimes, but it's I'm glad the referees just let them play. Mm-hmm. Um, seven bosses, Celtics was in double figures. I love the fourth quarter because we kept saying that fourth quarter is so much different like the Boston Celtics are just different in the fourth quarter than it was last year because in the fourth quarter they didn't know how to handle late situations they know how to handle like you know taking shots don't know how to handle controlling the ball controlling the tempo and sometimes they'd be just up and down but they just look so more poised you know just with the addition of Drew Holiday with just so much experience just teaching them about what to do in that fourth quarter so I loved it and 15 fast break points. Raptors, unfortunately, still won points in the paint, though. But in terms of rebounding, we're one of the best rebounding teams in the NBA, mm-hmm. 44 to 41, and of 10 and 2 overall. And we would think that this last stretch was going to be a cakewalk, unfortunately, mm-hmm. as the Boston Celtics was walking in Memphis. Yes. As they face the Memphis Grizzlies. And Marcus Smart, unfortunately, could not play. I wish he could have played, but we'll see that in February if he can stay healthy. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something that 
I did not expect this to happen. I just kind of say that it was going to be a very tough game. Like when you looked at the first play, Jalen Brown got a nice dunk and was like, okay, this might be a cakewalk. But credit to the Memphis Grizzlies. They played the Boston Celtics really tough. They changed. They adjusted what they need to. They played more physical. They was going out in transitions. Like the Grizzlies could have won this game if they wanted to, but Oh, but the Boston Celtics figure out a way in that fourth quarter because they lead the league in clutch time as Tatum is he he is he wise his game because he usually take the shot, but he passes the Porzingis wide open because he was about to get triple double team and Porzingis hit the hit the bucket. Did away with the huge offensive rebound and the tip. Drew Holiday almost lost the game with the way he was trying to lay the ball up and dunk. But it was not a great game offensively and the turnovers. Tayson Tatum with eight turnovers, 17 turnovers for the Boston Celtics. Porzingis was great and Hauser was great. Holiday was good defensively. Um, I'm glad they stayed poised. What's your takeaways from this struggle of an offensive game for the Boston Celtics um, at Memphis. Remember I said before from the beginning, you create habits. And the Boston Celtics are winning games even though they're, they are having trouble scoring, you know? So maybe, you know, if they're not hitting the shots, they're still winning these games. And that is a recipe for success. You know, this, uh, this game, um, you would think they were going to just walk in there and win. But, you know, these guys are, they don't have anything to lose right now, Memphis. You know, they're they are not necessarily in the playoffs right now. They're missing a lot of players. There's a lot of problems. They have some 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 health issues going on. Marcus Smart didn't play. Uh, then you're missing, uh, what's it, uh, Brandon Clark and um, what's Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams, you know, and then there's no John Morant. So they're missing so many pieces, you know, and they're going to continue to struggle. But then, so at this point, all they have is Bain, and they're going to play hard still. They're still going to put up shots. Bain is playing great this season, might I add. So they could have lost this. It's been a loss, honestly. But again, Boston finds a way. They win ugly, you know, and you have to be able to do that, you know. So, Again, they won in blowouts. They won close games. You know, they won ugly. So, and this is one of those, you know, so add it to the, to the list. And now they're 11-2. and two. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it was just pretty ugly, but I'll give – Aldama had a really good game, and I was like – I've seen the box score. I was like, he got 28 points. Wow, he had like – I forgot how many rebounds, but he had a lot of rebounds. And then Desmond Bain, like you mentioned, played amazing. Like he was just killing us in that first half. Like we just could not do anything to Desmond Bain, unfortunately. Uh, Tatum had a really quiet game. I think he only had like 20 points. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jalen Brown only had 12 points, unfortunately. Uh, Drew Holiday wasn't really great offensively, but defensively he was really good, though. So, yeah, it was a really ugly game. But at the same time, like you said, Memphis um, is just playing with house fire and they're trying to keep themselves, like, you know, consistent so they can at least be a play-in team, though. So, yeah, 11-2 and overall, best record in the NBA right now. And going into the next four games, now I'm going to tell you this. I'm afraid of 
at best, we could probably be three and one. We probably might be two and two because there's two games I'm afraid of. Actually, maybe just one, but possibly two games. So at Charlotte Hornets tonight, um, then they got the Milwaukee Bucks, which I'm penciling my calendar since the beginning of the season. I'm ready for that matchup to see Dame Lillard versus Drew Holiday. And then we have at the Magic, which Boston has trouble beating the Orlando Magic because of their length. And they have a wonderful coach. They got wonderful pieces over there in Orlando. And then they got the Atlanta Hawks um, on Sunday. So your expectations for one of the games, what game are you penciling in? And what will be the best record Boston can go out of these four games? So at best, they can go 4-0. Because I actually like the matchups. At worst, I have them going two and two. You know, um, I like, I want to see the one versus Milwaukee. This is, they're going to collide con- continuously and then they're going to be in the playoffs and they're going to collide. They're going to be in a seven game series. This is, these are the two. These are the, the two that are going to be duping it out to get to the finals. I'm still going to take Boston in that game because I just think that defensively they can cause problems defensively Milwaukee cannot so offensively Boston is one of the, they score better actually than Milwaukee Milwaukee does score they're starting to catch their footing when it comes to offense but Boston just kind of has it at this point and I think you'll get the best Drew Holiday game um when they play so I'm actually going to say two and two uh, I got you. I agree with you um, 100% with this one. That's going to be a good game. Um, I'm definitely going to piss them in for the Magic game. Like I said, Boston always has trouble against the Orlando Magic, but this is a new-look Celtics team. We'll see how they're going to do against the Orlando Magic and then the Orlando Hawks. Yeah, that's pretty much going to be a blowout, unfortunately, unless unless Boston plays to the level of the competition and all that. So that's the only way I can see the Hawks winning this game, though. But yes, this is episode five of the Celtics Rewind. Um, thank y'all so much for listening. Um, if you want to catch more Celtic Rewind for episodes and also clips too as well, catch us on uh, Who Spaces YouTube channel. Um, also check out the podcast on Apple and Spotify, whatever you want to. And um, any last words you want to say, Nat? Yeah, so the... Orlando Magic game, you want to look out as a good game to gauge, you know, uh, how they're playing versus these young uh, running gun teams. Love the Orlando Magic and love what they're doing. So that's another game that I'm looking forward to. Seeing. Amen to that. And then thank y'all so much for the love that you all gave us on the little short clip of Peyton Pritchard being an issue for Boston Celtics, though. Maybe he might hear it. Maybe he might play a little bit better. We'll just have to wait and see. But just uh, watch out for uh, different clips that we're going to be coming out to as well. Um, but yeah, this is episode five. I'm JP and she's Nat. We'll see y'all later. Ain't